Hello everyone, welcome to Hallyu, the show where we give love for all things K-pop, K-dramas, and K-variety while attempting to come out as better fans. My name is Hart, and I'm joined by my co-host Chrissy. So for this K-pop rundown, we recorded this around September 12th, so earlier this month, and we were discussing the more recent comebacks, which include TXC, BTS, Lisa, her solo debut, Stray Kids, B2B. Uh, as usual, I had much to say about the releases. And Chrissy added her input regarding Kingdom, where Stray Kids and B2B competed in. And I actually mentioned why not and why not um, TXC compete as well. But yeah. Um, it's a different matter altogether. You can listen to our thoughts on the podcast. Um, we also talk a lot about like, the current situation, um, how the current pandemic is changing, how we consume content, mainly uh, music and K-pop, and the ser- our series in K-drama. So there was lots to discuss with regards to k-pop in early september obviously there was there was so much music that was released right after this episode (laughs) so uh do let us know which one was your favorite comeback of september um and we're really really excited for all of the upcoming releases in october and in the coming months stay safe and enjoy the pod So for this episode, we're going to have a rundown of the last few releases. I say few very judiciously because there have been tons in just the past how, what, 10 days, 10, 11 days. It's been a lot. There, there's been a lot of releases. And I think Chrissy knows that. I'm the one who follows. Guys, let's be honest. We all know he's the one that follows this way more than I do. (laughs) The trials and tribulations of a multi-stan. Chrissy knows this very well. Aside from the big three, boy groups and girl groups, like those in SM Entertainment, YG Entertainment, and JYP Entertainment, I also follow those in Cube, Sometimes play this. Of course, I follow BTS and TXT. More on TXT later. I've yes. been very bad. I do multi-stan, but I have not been like consciously following anyone's comebacks lately, except for, I think the last one I followed was Permission to Dance. Which was in July. Yeah. And things got crazy after that. So I haven't really had a chance to like really catch up. Like again, if I see it on like a variety show, like I've caught up with like Dum Dum and the new uh, single of Brave Girls because of uh, Omniscient Point of View, the manager on NBC, because they 
they featured there talking about their new albums. Um, other than that, I haven't really like like organically heard anything because it's very hard for me to organically listen to something if it's just being shoved in my faces from like fan groups. I would rather just like if it comes out naturally like a like radio, like when we used to listen to everything on the radio. And I don't do radio as much anymore. So I do Spotify surfing, so I'm always dependent on what the K-pop algorithms give me on Spotify because to be honest, I barely check Twitter these days. Oh, Only when a close friend of mine shares on Twitter if there are releases, if there's any news. Same, 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 same. Exactly. Or if, like, for example, I just see the occasional Sumpi article. Um, so... I haven't even listened been a... to Queendom. Oh. I'm so bad. Or, or Outsider. Huh? Isn't Road to Kingdom like for the guys? Dude, I mean Red Velvet song Queendom. I haven't listened to it. I thought you were talking about the Friday show. <laughs> no, I said I haven't listened <laughs> no. to Queendom. I haven't listened to oh. Outsider yet. From B2B. That's yeah. the latest I haven't listened to Stray Kids' new song yet either. I've actually <laughs> listened to a little bit of Stray Kids' album. I love it. Yeah, I don't uh, know. I've just gone into this like... I love red lights from Stray Kids. That's from No Easy. I mean, okay, in that's terms the of music, the only thing that I've listened to that's been new in the last... After Permission to Dance is like the Hospital Playlist soundtrack. Oh, yeah. Cause, but that's not... But yeah. It's not... It's, it's OST. I don't think it's K-pop, right? That's a that's a different genre from other K music in Korea. So I mean, yeah, like the only one that has been like on permanent replay on my computer has been like Superstar from Hospital Playlist Two. That's a cute song. It's a nice, I like, uplifting. I like all the songs with Cho Jung Sook. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> It's it's been a nice like oh yay cool I can like jam to this but not like be over jammed. You get it's like a very nice chill mm-hmm. song. And then it's I've just been listening the... to like I've been just watching like the Sea of Hope videos on YouTube. Which is also but those are, been... those, those are, are like performances. Covers. Yeah, covers. Yeah, they're songs. covers. So I haven't really heard a lot of anything else. Which reminds me, that will be our um, required mention of KGE in this episode. So forgive me. <laughs> I shouldn't have brought it please up. Allow, anyway, joke. Please <laughs> allow us just joke. one mention of KGE per Halu Halu episode. We well, were if we're all... going to talk about yeah. um, music, uh, music variety shows right now and new covers and everything like i haven't even watched girl planet girls planet 999 yeah, with all the, of the covers there yeah i haven't this um there's a new one wild idols coming up but i don't know how how that's gonna go it seems more like physical like physicality of of idols more than like singing and dancing i guess you I'm mean having... their 
ability to entertain in no i think no ways. i think more their ability to like um survive <laughs> like physically like, it, it's a very oh, odd, yeah, it's yeah. like neat as an as like an literally wild so like like if it's yeah. any hint like kim jong-kook is the mc so i'm like it's gonna be physical so i just I can't follow what the point of it is yet. I'm gonna have to watch a few episodes. Hopefully, it'll be on VU, so I can see what it's like. If not, I'm gonna have to rely on Sompi to tell me more. But, but yeah, that and I mean, it's very hard. The only other shows I've been watching were Kingdom, the La Legendary War. Is that what we call the last one? The yeah. Last Kingdom series, yeah. And I just watched that more for, like, the remakes. Of the songs. Yeah, the remakes and the... Uh, of their songs and songs of the other contestants. Not so much of the new stuff. Speaking of Kingdom, I still do not understand why Cube signed B2B to that show. They Even asked JYP to be put onto streets. it. They asked to be. They asked to go on the show. Yeah, but B two B asked that they go. B two B asked that they go on the show. They asked. They wanted to go on the show. I guess it shows the humility of the guys because they're always looking for something new and fresh to do, and to be on a survival show, music survival show with idols, and just to feel that challenge again of creating something new. I guess that's probably a big reason why knowing B2B. They just well, wanted to do something exciting. Well, it's it's not like a, a real survival show where like they eliminate someone every week. It was... Because that's what you think when you think survival show. So it wasn't a survival show. Uh, people weren't eliminated every week until they got to like the final three, like um, Loud or anything like that. But they were fighting for the rankings, right? I mean, it was for just more for it was just more for rankings. But you know, it wasn't sur- when you think survival, it's really like someone gets eliminated. There was no yeah. elimination for this, so it just looked like let's do this for fun. We don't get to do. I mean, I wouldn't put it past any groups right now to do projects like that for variety shows because. There's no other than music shows. There's nowhere else where you can perform now, unless you do an yeah. online concert. You can't unless you're promoting a comeback. You're not going to be on uh, music shows. When you go on variety shows, you're most likely not going to perform anything. You're mostly going to do other things. So I mean, um, if this would give people a ch- give them a chance to like do things that they could. That they would normally be able to do and give their fans a way to see them perform during the whole um, COVID pandemic, then why not? I don't think a lot. I think some of them took it seriously, just in terms of like how um, their industry members, the people from their industry, voted and perceived like how they did things because they did get feedback. Because I watched it, they did give feedback on. Um, how their performances were by the indus- by people from the industry, which was like producers, creators, songwriters, choreographers. So that I think was pretty helpful for them. But in all honesty, just watching B two B, it seemed more like they were there to have 
fun and yeah. meet other and That's meet exactly. other groups and they've just, never been the competitive type they've they never looked at the numbers really nice. they've always had fun and that's that's the big thing about b2b and melody they've yeah, always I, been looking they always like looking for fun and just enjoy the stage yeah which is what i liked about bobby from icon during the whole thing he just looked like he wanted to have fun and enjoy because they were the second oldest on the group also and it was a it was big news that Icon was going to be on an Mnet yeah. show after because YG hardly puts hardly puts any of their group members um, on an Mnet show. So for them to be there, it was kind of fun to see Bobby just have fun with it. Like he would re- he was like everyone who was watching reacting. So I really oh, loved yeah. his action. Oh, I yeah. felt He's kind of bad. Showman. Yeah, I felt kind of bad for a lot of the other members especially the older ones who took it so seriously because i was thinking at the end of the day this is more of a popularity contest than anything just have fun with it i mean i mean there's yeah that's true because there's really nothing wrong with just having fun on stage and relishing in the moment and hanging out the national public yeah and hanging out with your with um people from the same industry who you usually wouldn't be able to hang out yeah, and get to yeah. know with each other. I mean, if I were in a group like that, same, like with Queendom, I liked it that they got... I mean, Queendom was very competitive, <laughs> to be honest, when I watched them. They were so competitive with each other. But I wish they had, like, chilled a little bit more and just gotten to, like, know one another. But, but isn't it King- from a place of because they wanted to do their best for their fan bases. That's why they were there. Yeah, and I think with Queendom, there was a elimination at one point. I think. I can't remember. I didn't watch Queendom as um, uh, as closely. Road to Kingdom had elimination, though. That one was mm. really a survival competition. Was that the one with three kids? No, that was the one, was with, the one um, with the boys. Okay. Yeah. That was before this one would be. Yeah, so Road to Kingdom was basically like a chance for the newest boy groups to be to have a chance to compete in the main kingdom uh, show. Which already had all these veterans. Which which they hadn't which they hadn't actually like casted yet. They hadn't for finished me, casting it yet. So this was just like a chance for like a new yeah. group to be able to compete to be part of the part of the scene for the kingdom when kingdom came out and they did say it was more of like because they hardly get the like music show together at the same time the only time you see them all together is if it's at an award show so i mean it's nice and when they compete or perform they hardly get to see each other at the same time on like uh, Ingakyo or Show Champion or anything like that. So it was just nice to see um, all of them in one room at the same time, which you would hardly, 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 hardly ever get to see in a regular, on a normal day. I guess if you remove the biases, you remove the competition style of it, you remove the rankings or even the seniority part of the industry. It's all fun and games, and it doesn't really matter if B2B is supposed to be a premier group, even though I label them as premier group, who is supposed to be on the level of, I guess, 
BTS maybe or EXO when it comes to them being the first boy group from Cube. Yeah, um, even though that's Beast, but B2B is supposedly their main, quote-unquote, main boy group. Uh, I wouldn't move past the fact that it doesn't really matter in, in, in the grander scheme of thing, things in this show. Um, I'd rather the guys and just have fun. Same with any other um, competition. Yeah, I mean... I mean, you look at Queendom, and there was no one from the big three, big four, there. Yeah, none of the yeah. big girl groups. And it's the same with um, Kingdom. No one from Hybe was there, and um, no one from SM was there. S the the hosts were from SM, TVXQ, yeah. but they didn't send anyone from their multiple rate multiple range of big and small units of NCT <laughs> to... They just sent everyone and then you have a they whole show. They could have just sent one small unit from NCT over there to Kingdom just to represent any of the small units, but they didn't. I mean... So, I mean... I guess there was sort of a level, even even playing field also at there. And that's sense. Because you, you removed the pull of the big three yeah yeah yeah. i mean you pulled you you took out anyone from sm you didn't put anyone from hive which includes 17 by the way um yeah. you took out um and then from know, JYP, like, it's yeah, icon from yg pero but i don't know that that kind that kinds of throw the thesis away but I guess when you, when they haven't really released a lot of material in the past few months, and then they suddenly appear in Kingdom and really show out and show that hey, we're still a top tier group and we can still do it, then I, I have no problem. With them I actually there. think the the juniors, the junior competitors in Kingdom. We're more excited about seeing B2B and Icon <laughs> getting yeah, on getting exactly. on Kingdom than anyone else. So I mean, like you if you watch the first episode, the one thing oh, like Stray Kids and 80s and the boys and SF9 were so excited about was seeing Icon <laughs> appear in the ep- in in the series. And B2B was just there like hanging out and having fun and being like the cool Sunbei who's like, yo, let's just chill. <laughs> let's have fun. And then icons just like they're like, yeah, yeah, sure, sure, yeah, let's do that. I think it was just like a really good opportunity for eighties boy, the boys, and um, what's the uh, stray kids to get to meet their seniors. Yeah, eighties is also no joke because you have a significant fan base. They're also a very good group. They have their own superstar uh, game already. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I mean it's not it's not like they're they're not unknown. I think that's the thing. What was really cool was that they really looked at the scores that were given by their industry by the industry judges every episode. Cuz there was a portion that was um votes, there's a portion that was view count of the panel, but there was also um a portion that was made by industry voters. So among those, so for like the 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 unit 
the unit competition, which was dance, vocal, and rap. The their industry members there that voted were like um, newly debuted boy and girl groups, um, Leah Kim, uh, songwriters, uh, Sunbays that are that were more Sunbay than B two B like Super Junior were there to like rate it. So they also got to be judged from their own peers. Not just mm. peers, but juniors and seniors and people that they um, would love to work with. So that was actually pretty good feedback for them in that in that way. So it helped them develop also as a as a group. You know what would be an interesting thing, and I'm kind of segueing here, mm-hmm. is if I kind of really segue because we're not talking about new music anymore. This is like so far away. If 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 TXT while they were releasing all their new albums came on the show. Either to judge or to perform as a guest. If it if not, they could be they could have been part of the groups to compete. Yeah, it would have been nice if maybe not TXT, but it would have been nice if like in hyphen had been able to join. But I guess that would have put way too much bias because they would be funny. We just survived our own show. And then you're gonna put us in again. See, so that is a survival show. I mean, they eliminated people from that. So that was a survival show for sure. So, like, I just You survived think, each other. Now survive from other groups. Yeah, I just think Kingdom was just trying to make up from all of the other things that happened with Mnet in the last year and a half regarding uh, idol shows. Yep. Yep, yeah, yep. I mean, they made up for That's it with Island. Yeah, they made up for it with Island for sure. Um, that being said, because it's big hit, no matter what anyone says, they're gonna trust a big hit process because big hit's been very good about um, how they treat their 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 labels, right? They've been very or good about hype how, in general, actually. Yeah, hype. how hypes treats their 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 people. Not just their 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 artists, but their people. They treat their people very well over there in in Hybe. So either way, you knew to trust Hybe over um, Mnet and Island for sure. Yeah, for taking care of the groups. Yeah, but I mean, or in general, just producing shows. <laughs> yeah, and don't and, forget, considering... Kingdom had like yeah. AOA, which has all that controversy now. But in hindsight. Um, while we're while we're talking about AOE, um, that's a whole another bag actually for what recently happened. Well, while we're we're we well we're, we, on the we're topic. filming this show. <laughs> while we're filming this show, uh, let's not try to get into the AOE kind of thing because that's a whole another bag of worms. Uh, for TXT, I've listened that's to very, a lot um... of. That's very um, odd, yeah. Yeah, very odd incident. But I guess if you're a K-pop stan like us, you've already heard of this. These uh, what's going on with with that group, Chaos Chapter. Okay, so this is a whole <laughs> segue. Uh, album. They're going into a more mature direction for TXT. Which is Do you think expected. it's a bit too fast? Like they've. Only started well, their journey as artists in 2019, and now they're going 
to- more towards mature themes. Uh, I I don't wow. think so because when they debuted, only two of the members were under eighteen. That was just two years old. That's like, why it, they they were they were just under under the legal age, which is why you didn't see them at most of the award shows when they um, debuted. Only actually, only the older ones would be there. So it's been a few years. So now they're all actually um, old enough. Of adult age. Yeah, they're of yeah. adult age. They're of legal age. I mean, it's the same thing that happened with Chewie. I mean, they couldn't do anything mature until Chewie yeah. was of legal age, and there were three of them. Remember? That was just an extended waiting period because they were all waiting for Tui and Cheong because yeah they were they were of the same age so yeah so just the same thing also with um, uh, BTS I mean they didn't do anything like super heavy mature until Jungkook graduated from high school same thing with Vieri of Red Velvet uh, it took yeah. them a while but yeah they're here <laughs> but um, yeah so I don't I don't really judge how long it takes for a group to suddenly go from like bubblegum pop to in that way to uh, mature music because they're just really waiting until all the members are of legal age to discuss those types of topics so it's just really a time thing yeah it's just a timing thing i mean and even if they do talk about it they they're still pretty they still don't like the curse or anything anyway. So it's not like they're... they're and to be fair, Hybe, when they talk about um, their music, their music's always very um, well thought out and mature already, regardless of whether it looks or sounds mature or not. There's always a maturity Speak- to it. There's always Speaking like a... of which, if you see all of these song titles... Oh, Magic, that's, the, that's the funny thing with I TXT. Think, what did the, I have been the, that Puma? Dear Sputnik. These are some very interesting titles. There's this one. Moa Diary. Duba Du Wari Wari. Which is a song their, for the anthem. Yeah, that's like their... That's the equivalent of Haduse. Hanaduse of hmm. um, BTS. They're quite creative with their song titles. And they um, always say that's Bang PD. Yeah. <laughs> they don't even also know. They always name drop him. Yeah, because all the Bang, time. Yeah, I I do want to wonder like why are the names of TXT's songs in Korean so long? Like in English, they're pretty short, like Cat and Dog, Nine and Three Quarters, um, <laughs> Runaway Nine and Three Quarters. But yeah. when you look at the Korea, like and when you look at the Korean yeah. spelling. The Korean spelling, like the words in Hangul, you're like, oh my god, it's two sentences. <laughs> it's like it takes up the space of where the artist usually is supposed to be. It's so long. So when I watch, so when I watch, sometimes when they try to guess names of the songs, I'm like, oh gosh, it's so long. How did they get it? It's tongue twister, really. I know how they write these songs. Like even Puma. They have a personal favorite. The English Puma is the English name, but that the Korean yeah. name's so long. When I saw it, I go, oh my god, I won't be able to memorize this. Uh, favorite TXT song? So far. In in the Chaos chapter, like either in Fight or Escape. Well, like I've said, is... I haven't been able to listen to a nice. lot of it. Um well right now I like Loser Lover. Lover Loser. Yeah. Yeah, I like that one. That's cause that's the one that I've I have on my playlist right now. 
And FYI, guys, my playlist is just like a growing list of songs. I just add and add. I don't curate it or take it out if I don't like it. I just like add and add because it's just like a long, a never-ending list of songs that, oh, I like this. Oh, I like this. Just keep adding and adding. Yeah, it's basically my never-ending. If I get stuck on a long flight with a long layover playlist, this is what I will listen to to wind the boredom away. I pick magic because it's funky, <laughs> and I've I, I've had a recent streak of funky songs that I really like. Anti-romantic also, if I want it to be more chill. I think those are the two songs that I really like uh, from this album. Not bad actually, um, because I not when they first released their um. Let me check it. The Dream Chapter, the the series of albums, they didn't really catch my fancy TXT because all I know is that they're the younger brothers of BTS, and thematically they're a bit different from BTS when they were younger. Um, they're more open with regards to talking about the joys and pains of growing up, mm. although BTS did explore that in their music, and then. Of course, the eventual transition to yeah more mature. TXT talked more about like the I, I this is how I I see it. I mean, I might be incorrect, but like TXT really explores like the personal ish the personal issues of like growing up, uh, the positive and the negative. Period. Like the the positive and negative of growing up as a person, with with. With with and um, how we approach whatever's going around us, whatever that is, with BTS, there's just a little bit more different. There's just more like I'm seeing the world the way it is. How do I grow up? What do I? It's like a commentary on society, growing up in us in the way our society is like, and what they think about it, and how that should be changed, or what they think, or what they think um should be addressed. So it's more like um, their place in society growing up. I think that's a very millennial kind of thinking of, okay, this is the world I see. This is the how the world seems to be. How Where do I place myself and how do I contribute to the best of my ability? Or yes, which is very BTS. To be myself and how do I, how do, I do it? It's a very... It's philosophical very outside looking in kind very of very BTS, very RM. Yeah. Shout out, it's his birthday today on this recording. Oh, happy okay. birthday, RM. So, um happy birthday to my bias. Yeah. Um, I'm such a bad <laughs> RM son. Oh um so so Forgive me, RM. <laughs> so we have so there, but TXT when I listen to their music or when I watch their videos or when I um, read up about them. It's really just more about the personal growth as a as a person. Um, yeah. The ups and downs of it. Not so much like how I want to change society, but like how do I... like? It's a very personal, yeah. very introspective yeah, it's, thing. It's more introspective like on the self. Whereas BTS is really on like... Um, it's really societal. societal also, commentary. it helps that a lot of TXT's fans, their core, the core MOA, are younger. It's also growing up with them. Yeah, so they're it's also perfect. The same age, more or less. They're all growing up together. 
Yeah. It just fit. It just works. And yeah. Bang Pinin continues to be the genius of the industry. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's some issues with that in the BTS army, but I mean, I don't find anything wrong. <laughs> I think there shouldn't be. Uh, I think it's just more like there are people who say really that... It's not really a controversial speak anyway. Yeah, it's not. There's just like been some people who say that um, BTS should... They don't really like where BTS is going now. They miss like a certain era of BTS or a certain kind of angst or a certain kind of like... Um, um, Are you wait. talking about new army versus the OG army? Meaning the fans mix, I guess. Yeah, mix, I guess. VMAs? Yeah, mix, I guess, a little bit. Or it's more like pre... Um, uh, pre dynamite or pre English, oh, yeah, 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 something like that. So I was just wondering, like, if so, sorry, lost my train of thought. Um, I don't find anything wrong with it. I do miss like some of the ciphers, I miss some of the more like boys with fun uh, sound a little bit. But at the same time, it's it's maybe just telling me that maybe I haven't um, gotten to the point that the boys are at now. Like BTS is now with Loving Yourself and all that stuff. Like I haven't been able to reach the same um, understanding with myself, with my self-esteem as the boys have with the last e- with um, Love Yourself series, Era, and mm-hmm. the Map of the Soul series, right? Maybe I haven't reached that. Maybe that's why it's not... Um, um, connecting in my brain as much as the Blood, Sweat, and Tears series and the Wing series. Maybe as such much as the Wing series. Let's just put it that way, because that's that was the that was the series that got me, which I think is fine, because that just means maybe I'm not at the same place as the boys. Maybe I have, maybe I'll reach there soon. You get? Yeah, I get it. Um, that that's the thing about. Um, the core fandoms, um, at least the OGs of each fandom, will you still hang around during the quote-unquote past glory days of your favorite group <laughs> when you enjoyed, like, for example, if if for me, um, I enjoyed um, Rev- when I'm when Reva loves talk about Red Velvet's music, do you prefer the... Um, Revel Up Festival now, th- that era, or do you prefer Russian Roulette or Dum Dum, that era? Which is very, very different in yeah, terms of maturity. Because um, the perfect red era, that was when they really started to you know, increase in terms of maturity. So there are some people who prefer the Dum Dum era, but there are also those who prefer... The bad boy era. So you have two, uh, you, have, you have a caveat, so to speak. You have um, a crevice between I'm the fans. I'm sure. still stuck on uh, sure. Baigama era. I'm still stuck on the Baigama section of that era. Red, the red <sighs> flavor era. The red flavor section. Because yeah, yeah. it's not even an era. It's like that one summer where we did red uh, red flavor that was like the one lss song i had for the whole summer yeah and it's still like a go-to like 
it like, was so iconic. Like, yeah, it is still like a very much um, go-to hype song if I need to like wake up or something. Um, but yeah, I guess it's just because I don't know. It's really going to depend on like my mood because there are sometimes when even like with the BTS music that I don't super like as much right now that I still feel find myself like going to and listening to when I'm in that particular type of mood. So it just really depends. And there are some songs that I don't also gel with up to now, and maybe it's just not connecting with me. So, and that's yeah. for me, that's completely fine. Maybe it's just not something that connects with me, like uh, Oompa Oompa of Red Velvet. I didn't really gauge, I didn't really like connect with it that much, or um, Zim Zalabim. I didn't, I didn't. Um, oh my God, that um, But I like the, I like uh, Bad Boy. That was when they really appealed more to the Western market. That's what that was because they also Bad started Boy, touring. And I like um and I do like Dum Dum. And I like um Rookie? Rookie, yeah, that's Rookie. Yeah, Rookie. That was before Red Flavor Rookie. Yeah. Um You know what's the artist that matured flawless um seamlessly matured? Among... Sorry. Aside from Ayu. Yeah, right? Because she always writes. But, no, I mean, Ayu has I always mean, been mature for some reason. Yeah, uh, and Ayu always writes about me. where she oh, is at so that year in her life. She's always writing, like, like I'm 23, I'm 24, I'm 25. This is what my life is like. This is how I'm, I'm feeling. I'm still waiting right for I'm 28. <laughs> Wasn't Did she? 28 was 8 with sugar. Wasn't it? Oh, that one. Wasn't it? Possibly. That's that why it's out... called eight. This year, yeah, I yeah. I think that's it. I think that's it because that came out okay. this year or last year. I thought you were just being literal with with these song titles. You do realize she has a song that's twenty three about when no she last year was okay. Okay, eight was when she went. She turned twenty last okay. year. I'm last year. So this year is. I know. I think she came up with something this year. I just can't remember. Did she? Was it on Lilac? Doesn't seem so. I'm not sure. She usually either comes up with an album or a um or a single. Maybe ah, no, it'll come celebrity. Out later. Celebrity. That's what came okay. out this year. Celebrity. That's her 29. Yeah, that's her 2019. What's what? It's like a 20. At, uh, 29. Me at 29 song. Me at okay. 29 song. Every year, it's always about something from her at that age. Well, the other, with the other artists, I think that I think Blooming and Love Poem yes. were her at 27. Yeah. I think it's Nihai. Um, Nihai's album, For Only, recently released. I love it. I love it so much that I have two favorite songs. I like the one she did with Yoon Mirai, um, Red Lipstick, and I like Bye. Because two, those two songs are really, again, I have a bias for funky songs. I really like what she's done for herself ever since she left YG and signed with AOMG. You get... Because she's always been mature. She's always been the type of artist who speaks her mind and heart and is not afraid to 
branch out or go beyond her native R&B roots. And also because she's been stuck in the YG dungeon for so long. <laughs> for so long. For Only is probably her best record yet. Because this is where you get to really hear her music. I was talking to a friend recently and she did say that this is exactly what Ehi wants to do with her music. And how long has she been in the industry? Disregarding her K-pop superstar uh, beginnings? Almost a decade. She's been in this business for almost a decade. And this is when we truly hear her voice. Uh, with her partnerships with B.I., One Scene, Yun Mary. Yeah, for me, For Only is her definitive record. And I'm basically, whenever I listen to the record, I'm basically speechless. Because this is, aside from Soul Light, which was released almost eons ago, this is her definitive voice. And Soul Light had Brief, which is probably her signature song. And that's saying a lot. Chrissy? I can't say anything because I'm still Googling what songs she sang. (laughs) 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 While we're we're going through that song list. I think the only song I've heard from her is the one from Scarlet Heart. Other than that, I haven't heard anything else from her. Yeah, that's another signature song from her. What else? I'm what trying else to like pull from there? my head. I'm like I hear her all the time, but I'm like, what songs have I heard from her? I can't recall off the top of my head. <laughs> and this is so I unfair. I'm gonna look so bad on the podcast because, yeah. but I'm like, I'm the one who doesn't really explore. No, I, I guess that says a lot. <laughs> well, I mean, that's. I guess that says a lot as to why people still sleep on Lehigh. Because she's barely released any music given her talent level. Like she, she's supposed to be the soul siren of YG, and then you have all you have what only one or two amazing records from her in, through her entire stay in YG, and now that she is finally gone from, she has finally released herself from that contract, and now she's signed with AOMG. This is how Lehigh should have been. All those years ago. So, I understand that a lot of fans may not figure out, okay, so this is Lehigh's music? like, And a lot of people just know her from the Scarlet Heart Rio soundtrack, know her from Brief, um, know, only know her from very, very few songs. And aside from her stint in K-pop Superstar. So, it is understandable as to why a lot of people may not recognize much of her music because she's been in YG's dungeon for so long. And I'm just happy that more and more people are recognizing her talent. Apart from her collaborations with BI, with Crush, and her occasional 
OST songs like Dear You. I think this is from a webtoon. Romance 101. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I'm just I'm just really 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 happy for her. I'm sorry, I really can't contribute to this. Question. <laughs> this so that was my segment of loving and gushing over Lehigh. Probably we can talk about the big one, which is Lisa. Oh, so okay. Lisa just I released part of her, the song. Single. The her single. I heard some of album it. was released as of this recording was released Friday couple of days ago yeah i've also been yeah yeah i as most people know i don't work a nine to five schedule for work (laughs) i work a very off scheduled time so if i can find pockets of time to listen to something i try even like my k-drama viewing i have to find pockets for it lately which is why I've been even more picky about what dramas I will start and finish, unfortunately. So I was able to catch um, the first part of Lisa's new song prior you mean to this Lisa. recording. I said Lisa's new song prior to this, which is called yeah, La no, Lisa. That's, that's I, I know it's yeah, the yeah, title. Yeah. I know it's the title. <laughs> but when you say you mean La Lisa, I go obviously anyway um, yeah. <laughs> anyway i i will never get tired of name dropping that song because you must love laughing anyway i got to hear um part of it uh before this recording when i caught some of the uh, live on jimmy fallon is that correct the jimmy fallon live yeah. on youtube i yeah, caught part of it before i had to do something else so i did so i liked it i i so far i'm liking the like the thigh references yeah. um in her song it's really catchy um again usually when i hear a new song very rarely do i go oh my god this is going to be a hit or oh my god i fall in love with this it usually takes me a while it usually takes me a few a few um listenings or hearing it in other contexts for me to love something the same thing happened with, to be fair, the same thing happened with Dynamite Butter and Permission to Dance. Like, it's like, okay. Then I have to listen to it a few more times and go, okay, I do like it. So I'm not, I'm not one of those people who, um, who like things at first glance. It usually takes me a while. I have to warm up to it. So it's the same thing with this one. I mean, it's very good. I'm going to have to finish it to give like a, a yeah, full yeah. view on it. But what I like, I'm... I've liked what I've seen so far. I, I think I'm just a slave. Like you're a slave to certain things. I'm a slave to like I have to see them in like an authentic like an as authentic of an environment, like a variety show talking about it and interacting with people who are hearing it as well to to enjoy it a little bit. Like the social aspect of listening to music and talking about music and um, even talking about shows. So it's gonna take me a while. And there's just so much going on. Like I still have Huna and Edon to get to after this. And yeah. So much music. Basically, I'm a slave to Lisa and Blackpink. So whatever they do, I'm happy. 
everybody knows I'm a diehard Blackpink fan. I'm a Blink. And I love the references with her thigh heritage. I like the part in the MV where she was playing a police. So she was a polisa. <laughs> I like that part. <laughs> I like I loved her bravado. I don't think I've gone to that far, so but well. okay. <laughs> yeah, you can see it in the MV actually. I well, I ha- okay, lo- that's why I haven't seen the MV because yeah. I only watched the the live of Jimmy Fallon. So I haven't actually checked out the MV yet. Meanwhile, I have to check that live of Jimmy Fallon. Sorry, Jimmy Fallon. Um, there's also the many YG touches to the video. Of course, it's it, it's expected that you have a bombastic set, multiple sets. And you also have a lot of swagger in the, the choreography, in the music. I think I'm, I'm just going to refer to Dum Dum from Somi. Because basically, <laughs> we're producers, Teddy Park. We know that Teddy Park is the producer of Blackpink. I think he was working on these two songs simultaneously. Or at mm. least one after the other. I mean... Lately, since Somi, am I pronouncing her name correctly? Somi, Somi, yeah. since Somi's, uh, since Somi uh, debuted on the YG Black label, because she's not with YG label of um, Black. Yeah, she's, she's on the Black label. She's of in Eddie. a subsidiary. Yeah, she's of in a different. YG she's Black she's label. somewhere else where she will not be basemented. Um, in your words. Uh, so I've been, yes. <laughs> so I like um, Birthday. I like her, her debut song. It was very catchy. And I also am liking Dum Dum. Like initially, like, when I got to the chorus, I was like, okay. But then when it migrated, I go, oh, okay. That, that went somewhere. Okay. I'm liking this. All right. Okay. So, I mean, I don't know. Like her vibe is very infectious. Also, and I'm loving. If I had to choose, right though, <laughs> okay, I'm not gonna compare Lisa's song and Somi's song, but if I'm going to compare Dum Dum, I think I like What You Waiting For better than Dum Dum. Um, what You Waiting For is What You Waiting For was really good. Yeah. I like that. For me, it was really, really good. I love the MV. I love the concept. I love the I like the chorus, mm. which is a signature already of Somi's music. For me, it was a much better song than Dum Dum, but I, I agree. understand Dum Dum's merits too. I think Dum Dum is more, I guess, in the words TikTokable. Yeah. Yeah, cha- TikTok challengeable because I think that's what a the lot viral of thing. Are, yeah, I think that's it's what a lot of, that's what a lot of people are trying to do now, like get the 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 TikTok viral vibe thing going down. So Dum Dum is a very um. TikTok challenge vibe type of a song where once you get to the chorus, the the part the da 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 dum dum and then the 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 tummy the tummy roll the thing. tummy dance the tummy, the tummy dance. dance yeah definitely a TikTok thing when I first saw it same thing with like uh, BTS's um uh, permission to dance and J Hope's uh, chicken noodle soup very very um TikTokable <laughs> very shortable. So I think that's what a lot of I think that's what some go for. Just I think that's what some of them go for, I think, now. 
I think if you if we're looking if we're running down a lot of the songs that are more danceable or popish, yeah, that's that's been the case for a lot of these songs. Yeah, I, mean, I don't even think Lalisa is TikTokable yet. Unless I see, unless there's some kind of challenge, unless they release some kind yeah, of yeah, unless I see a challenge around, yeah. But even like Jesse's, no no nana. Oh yeah, that, that is was definitely. Like, Whoa. And Zico's any song, and like those two songs on their own, they're like, they're like nice to listen to. But then when you see the the viral dance, you're like, oh yeah, yeah. I really have to get into it now. You guess. Same with like uh, permission to dance. I think initially that's why I liked it. It was like okay, but then when I saw like all of the the viral trending with the dance, it kind of made me oh I want to try that too. So then it's like okay, so then I got more hyped up to like dance, even more. I suddenly remember alcohol free. I don't think I think they tried it to be a TikTok challenge. I think they did, but I don't uh, know if I saw a lot of um, traction on it. It is not TikTokable. <laughs> For me, at least, like, for referencing twice. Yeah, and I mean, if we're gonna talk about like artists that like try to challenge themselves with anything, I mean, you don't have to go farther than Mamamoo. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they change genres pretty much every comeback. <laughs> like I got we very, I got very shocked with about the it hip. A while ago. Yeah, I got very shocked uh, with hip, okay. but I liked hip. I got shocked. I liked hip. Then we got the Gogo Baby, and I go thought I would like it to go. Not as much as hip. I still like hip more. <laughs> yeah. Um, we kind of referenced that Moonbule and Solar had a single or single album. I'll I haven't listened to it yet, I but think, I'll give it a listen to as well. I, the only thing I remember about Solar's um solo album is in the photo she pretended to have, like go bald. She had a bald mm-hmm. head for her solo album. Sorry, because that just made the rounds on on Korea Boo. So I was like, okay. So I just heard about okay, it, but I didn't have an opinion on it. <laughs> Korea Boo and the writing. So <laughs> That's another thing overall. So yeah, um, this roundup of K-pop songs. There are some viral hits. Of course, there's Lisa's single. There are so much. There's so much to talk about when it comes to K-pop. Um, for the previous weeks or even months, there's Young K's album. There's the new Brave Girls single. There, of course, Queendom from Red Velvet. We haven't even talked about that, but we just did a short rundown of the most recent uh, comebacks. And yet, there are still more music. <laughs> there is still so much left. Basically. What do you think, Chrissy? There's a lot of K-pop music right now. Well, this is very well known. That they're trying to cater to Western audiences. They're increasing their use of English language. They're hiring more foreign producers. Oh. Um it's it's just Um they're I don't I wouldn't say they're trying to appease the foreign market because they have to focus on their core audience in Korea. I guess it's also part of the trend, really, of of K-pop becoming more global, of Hallyu itself becoming more global. I mean, we'll have to see. I don't know if it's like a trend or if it's just an evolvement in the K-pop industry. 
because I mean, well, recently a friend, some friends and I were talking about like the involvement of what should be, like should it always stay the way it was like before, or do we have to like um, update and and evolve um, what our mandates or what our requirements or what we should be doing based on what the new normal is? Because I mean, let's face it, the pandemic um, has really changed the way we have to look at the world with everything. I mean, the last few years, anything we need, it's kind of like that whole um, pre-9-11, post-9-11 world. So I think we're going to see the same thing with COVID, a pre-COVID, a pre-pandemic, post-pandemic world. So the way we, we see, view, and absorb culture and arts and music is going to change from pre and be- from before and now. Same thing with how we look at education. This is going to go deep. Same thing with how we look at um, yeah, yeah. religion, business, how we look culture, at um, other relationships, other communication with one another, how we see our friendships, how we see dating, how we see family life. It's The world has super changed in the last, how many, has changed since 9-11 and it just took another drastic um, turn um, in twenty year. in twenty twenty with the pandemic, so I'm not gonna be so surprised that there that it forces um, some changes and some um, involvement into the way everything gets done now. So I mean, maybe this is it. Maybe technology has now forced everyone to um, be more um, open to uh, culture melding of music and creating. Um, arts this way um my cousin who's uh who's an acclaimed uh, who apparently uh, i'm told she's an acclaimed but i'm not very well versed in that area um she's an acclaimed um drum instrumentalist in america and now she's working on this um um collaboration with south korea with artists uh physical artists to create like this um this physical sound exhibit using her music and their artwork into a walkable art exhibit in, in South Korea. I mean, that wouldn't have been heard of before. They usually just collaborate with people within their own country. But now that it's going international, um, the pandemic's really created these interesting opportunities for everyone. And RM and, and RM said the same thing. They wouldn't have done Dynamite um, in English, if at all, if it hadn't been because of the pandemic, they wouldn't have done something like like life goes on if it weren't for the pandemic. Um, permission to dance probably wouldn't have happened if it weren't for the pandemic because um, it wasn't a message that they felt needed to be said prior to that. It wasn't where they were in their lives prior to that. So, yeah, I mean, it's everything's changing. And- Likewise, I wouldn't think that. Lisa or Rose's singles would have accelerated their release if it weren't for the pandemic. Agreed. Because they shaped their release schedules were very fixed, at least on Y on YGE's schedule. I think I, I imagine that and they even delayed Rose's release mm. by quite a bit. But because of this pandemic and because of the circumstances surrounding how people are uh, consuming. consuming content yeah. and are following their artists exactly it was it's exactly prime time for them to release everything 
It's the, and, it's and the same thing with it. Korean dramas. I mean, now we're seeing like a huge boost in Netflix and VOD apps for Korean drama and Korean content. Um, we're seeing this huge boost in, um, in, and there's even a dark side to it. We're seeing a huge boost in um, online online accusations and scandals. I yeah. mean that it wasn't as big prior to the lockdown, but now that because we're all stuck to our devices, we're all stuck on technology and hung up on the internet, it's gotten a lot worse. It's gotten more prominent. Like people are more um, uh, vocal with people the, are more expressive. They're more people open. are more expressive with with speaking up on the internet, yeah. and sometimes that's a Their good thing. Sometimes it's a bad thing. I mean, with um, COVID misinformation, vaccine misinformation. Uh, the same thing happens. So there's an upside and there's a downside to everything. So with that, guys, please take care of where you look through information. Yes, or please. Your sources. <laughs> please yes, take care please. of yourselves, your families, friends. Check up on each other while, you, when you have the time. And yes, do listen to more K-pop. There are so many releases upcoming in the next few days, and we're not even done with 2021 yet. So. With no, that, not. please take care, stay safe, and stand who you want to stand. Yeah. Bye, everyone. Annyeong. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Halli Halli Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show and came out a much better fan. Do you have any comments, suggestions, K-pop theories, K-drama ships, and the like? Drop them on our Facebook page at www.facebook.com slash show or tweet us at show. Tune in next week for another dose of fanboying slash fangirling here in our pod. Annyeong!